my name is Gil Sanchez, local business owner here, probably two miles from this location where I'm at right now. So I just drove here straight from the training session. I failed nine times today. Ooh, today? <laughs> Snap. Nine of them. That's the first time we had somebody actually specifically yep. say today. That's awesome. Welcome to the Failed Podcast, and we are so grateful for you watching. And for those of you listening here, I'm here with a new friend of mine. I like to say new because I feel like we've already developed a friendship here, but I'm here with a friend of mine, Gil Sanchez. He's a successful business owner. He owns a gym close by, and it was actually interesting how we met. Yeah. And um, it was just cool, you know, believe it or not, you look at him right now, he looks like he's in his probably late 20s. But he is, well, you know what? I'll let you say it. How old are you? 40 years old. <laughs> 40 years old. Friend Jose in the back is like, what? 40 years old. But right now, today, in this episode, I'm wearing Jordan 11s. I don't know if you are. you a sneakerhead? I've had these shoes for three years. Oh, for real? <laughs> yep. oh, man, I have way too many shoes. I'm actually trying to detoxify my sneaker uh, addiction. I was just having a conversation today about people that collect shoes. Uh-huh. Because I have a client I was training, and he's a runner, so he's got about 90 pairs of shoes. I just said this for the second time today. I yeah. have these shoes for three years from Amazon. For real? <laughs> Dude, I have like 60 pairs. <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean, some of them I haven't even worn, so I'm starting to sell some of them. So if you guys are interested, go ahead <laughs> message me here. But wearing the Jordan 11s for this episode here. And we're excited to have Gil here. Gil, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, for those who you who, for those watching listening who don't know you yeah I'll just start I'll start with the business and then we can backtrack about yeah, how sure. I got to that point I have a kickboxing gym me and my wife we have it right here it's called Gil's kickboxing gym um, but we offer a lot it's not a kickboxing gym in the sense where you come in there to learn how to fight which we also do offer but it's more working out which is probably the most common and popular workout right now is like cardio kickboxing and I think where we benefit from, especially when it comes to like competitors, especially like during the pandemic, how we're able to kind of stay afloat and then expand on that, which we'll also get into. It's purely because we offer so much mm -hmm. and the surrounding team. So when we moved here, which is about five and a half years ago, it was 20 years in the making. Yeah. So we were we equipped when we moved out here. We bring along, you know, two and a half decades worth of, of skills, oh, wow. but two and a half decades worth of failures Yeah. because... <laughs> I can't say how many times I screwed up, failed, yeah. and thought it was the end. Yeah. You know, certain failures are, you know, maybe, oh, I, for maybe sure. it was a little bit too much for this sure. time. But you overcome that. That's the one that actually makes you the strongest. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of where we're at is doing it. It's a, it's a scary decision to make, Yeah. especially not being from here. Yeah. You know, where we're from, it's a little lower, a little slower-paced town. And coming out here. Was putting, it a big adjustment movement? Oh, yeah. You? It's a lot faster out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, PCH. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, you actually live. Yeah, speaking of that, dude, to be right on the on that that, that rub where we're at, yeah. you think Pacific Coast Highway, you're like the beach vacation. Exactly. So to be on the spot is already surreal. Yeah. Like a dream come true. And then just offering a service that we know everybody can benefit from, yeah. you know, kids to adults, and the martial arts, yeah. which is really self-confidence building, which is how I got involved as a kid. Random question. Did this increase lately because of like Karate Kid? <laughs> like oh, Cobra, Cobra Kai? Kai? Yeah. You watch that show? Oh, God, I love it. Can you I love it? I watch it because I watch it for what it is. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. Great humor and comedy and for a throwback. Sure. But yeah, dude, I mean, anytime something like that comes out, you you understand just that next fleet of people that are coming in. and Because yeah. uh, in the show, you're, there are white belts 
yeah. where they're competing their black belts and this yeah. was no more than a few months yeah so it gives that false confidence that <laughs> you, know, sure. you get the mohawk put a tattoo on your back and, and then you're a black hawk. belt yeah so from my point of view because i am a black belt in yeah. brazilian jiu-jitsu i know how long it takes and how yeah, hard it, it takes is. a while yeah for sure but when i'm watching i don't care yeah i want to enjoy it's it and fun, it's a lot yeah. of fun man but yeah and when that happens you get spikes yeah. in people that want to learn this kick it's not so much i want to learn karate yeah i want to learn how to do this technique Specific that i saw which is cool <laughs> it's hollywood it's choreographed yeah. so it's not real but it's good for martial arts yeah because it gets people to jump into something that they probably otherwise never would have even thought to do for sure let me ask you this because i'm i'm a graphic designer yeah um uh do you usually because for me when i watch something and they think they know graphic design or they know web design but it's hollywood or a show yeah i cringe because i'm like dude i don't know what they're talking about like, like do you actually watch some things besides cobra kai that you're yeah. like this guy does not know how to fight yeah i mean we can pretty <laughs> much put that comment universal in hollywood yeah, yeah for sure it, i mean it's 2022 yeah there's so much uh availability now to bring yeah. in you know real martial arts just to help some of the actors yeah at least look at realistic but man most of these movies it's it's not <laughs> it's hollywood i get it you have yeah, to yeah. make it look so Cooler. unbelievable i'm not talking you know crouching tiger flying around that's we know what that is yeah, you know? yeah, yeah kill yeah. bill that's not real yeah but i'm talking about when the hand-to-hand -hand combat scenes and i know yes. there are some movies that are like mma yeah and they're getting better. Yeah. They're getting better. Like Warrior. Warrior is a really good I one. I love Warrior. With Tom Hardy. Yeah, my wife loves that, that movie. Show. I mean, a movie. Yeah. yeah, because it's more realistic. Yeah, It sure. gets you in the in the, in the the voice, put the ground, to the techniques, to yeah. where everything that matters. So so let me ask you this. What got you into this life of just this martial arts life? You know, I mean, of course, we talked about a little bit about the business. Yeah. But what led to that for you to get to the point that, like, you know what? this is kind of what I want to do. And maybe, you know, there was a time in your life you could probably expound on that where you were doing something else and then yeah. you decided to go back to it. Can sure. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, well, I started when, when I was in elementary school, probably mm -hmm. like fifth grade, I was small. I'm small now, but I was a lot smaller compared to other kids and I'm very, very shy introvert. I still am. Yeah. You know, the skills I could over the years were just to become what I am. Mm -hmm. But when I shut it off and I'm at home, bro, I'm an introvert with the rest of them, man. Yeah. When I was a young kid, it's very easy to spot somebody that is, uh, you know, a little bit less than self-confident in themselves. And those are the ones that typically get bullied, which was me. Yeah. So I was bullied through elementary school. And then when I went to middle school, you know, now it's no longer the same kids every class. It's different kids. So I went into the bigger school from sixth grade to seventh grade and I wasn't confident. I was even less confident now. Yeah. So I, at this point, I'm like, man, this is... This ain't going good. I don't yeah. have no confidence. I'm terrified of somebody punching me. Yeah. This is not anything that I understand. And I didn't tell and talk to nobody like most people don't. You hold it in if it's not a big deal. For sure. Then I, over the seventh grade summer, I moved in with my aunt, which shifted me to another side of town to live with my cousins, which was a harder part of town. And I joined the wrestling team in eighth grade. I was like 13. And that was it. That was mm -hmm. a transition. That was kind of like where it started yeah. changing. That personally. was where you start to realize, oh, I, I'm, I can do all these things too. Yeah. You got to feel it, push back. It's hard. It's tough, but you keep going, and eventually, it just change your mindset, your demeanor, and then now you're confident. Yeah. But you're not an aggressive confidence. You know, I'm not going out to headhunt the bullies. For sure. I'm so to the point, especially now. It's, I would hate. I'm scared to fight. I'd be terrified mm -hmm. to get into a street fight. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. You would think that people that are trained and yeah. can know what to do. 
it's it's the opposite, man. Dude, I was actually gonna ask you yeah. that. I was actually gonna ask you. I was gonna go like, man, does it? Do you feel a sense of confidence when you're walking everywhere, be like, you know what, I can beat up ninety percent of these people? <laughs> I mean, knowing that, being humble, uh-huh. I train every day. Right. I should be able to. Yeah. But it's it's not the ones that are trained that are the ones dancing on the street that are dangerous. It's the ones that aren't that have the confidence. Right. And we see that all the time. Those are the ones that are going viral on YouTube. You know, world star. None of those yeah. people know how to fight for real. If they yeah. did, they wouldn't be doing dumb that's things true. like that. That's true. But those are the ones that are going to go out and street fight. They got and like false confidence. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And that's how people get hurt. Yeah, for sure. Like when I train with newer martial artists, especially in jujitsu, mm-hmm. they don't know anything except two instincts, which is aggression and panic. Yeah. Both of those create you know higher risk for injury. And I'm more skilled than them, but they could hurt me yeah. based off of that. Just putting their weight or forcing me. I'm not a big kid and I, yeah. I roll with a lot of big people. So injury happens typically with those that are less skilled. And that translates to like street fighting. Yeah, the ones sure. street fighting typically aren't the ones that are skilled fighters. For sure. And I don't know where they get the confidence. For me, yeah. that's an impressive <laughs> part of my day, man. How are you so confident in fighting when the second that fight goes on, it's an embarrassment. It's funny. I, it blows funny my mind, dude. That false confidence. It blows my mind. It's amazing to me that how far false confidence can take yeah. you, though. Because I had a friend... Um, we used to play basketball. Shout out to my friend, uh, whatever I'll say, it, Miguel. Uh, he listens to this podcast. But Miguel, we would play basketball when we were young, and for some reason, this fool would hit threes, and he does not know how to shoot. Uh, Love you, Miguel, but bro, you're passing it to the rim. He's not shooting correctly, yeah. and it goes in. It's like you know, I'm like, what the heck is going on with this guy with this false confidence? But going back to what you said, and I wanted to touch on that a little bit here. Um, you said you were bullied. Yeah, and um, if yeah. you're, of course, if, only if you're comfortable with it. What were some things that you, kind of mentally did, and maybe some advice for those kids that feel like they're getting bullied? Because I know that you know, looking back, you know, I feel like you've kind of dealt with it well. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, you're 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 much better. You're not out there attacking people. Sure. You know, if anything, you're you're equipping people to defend themselves, which is great. But there are some people, they don't handle bullying well. Some yeah. people go through suicide. Some people go through depression. Some people just change their whole identity just because of the fact that they were bullied. Yeah. What is your advice for those that might be getting bullied? Well, it, everybody's going to react differently based off of the type of bully. Yeah. And some people are just emotionally bullied. Yeah. Some are physically bullied. So yeah. the, the reaction is going to be different based off that. But what's universal with bullying is it's because you lack self-confidence. Yeah. And you let it happen. Bullies only going to bully people that they know is going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're not a bullying. Yeah. So the person, the individual that's being bullied, know that it's important to know you're not the only one. There's mm-hmm. probably your peers right in the same school with you if we're talking, you know, students that are being bullied also. Mm-hmm. And deeply, much like, um, like, like females, like women yeah. that are being harassed and just being, you know, not treated well, they don't talk about it. They keep it inside. And it, for sure. It, it's not important enough for you to make a problem, but it's just inside. It's going to keep building up. And then eventually you're going to come across a situation that you don't know how to handle because you're emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And this is when that leads to drug abuse, yeah. alcohol, man, school shootings. That started yeah. to happen for oh, yeah, bullies for sure. from back when the Columbine happened. Remember that? Yeah. That was those kids just being bullied and it was that snap. Yeah. That one day, and that's not a great example because that's very extreme. Yeah. But most bullies go by unpunished at all consequence. For sure. And the bully, bullied kid, 
goes by without any uh, reformation that it's okay. Sure. Yeah. Like this is not okay. Mm -hmm. What happened to you is not right and you shouldn't feel like you're at fault for this. Because mm -hmm. that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. The kid feels like, man, I'm, I'm bringing this upon myself. Yeah. I can't talk to my parents about it. I don't want to talk to anybody about mm -hmm. it. I'm just going to stay to myself and you don't really get a chance to overcome that obstacle, which is the fear. Yeah. It's fear really that you don't want to try something, but really everything that you do is on the other side of that. You have to overcome the fear to do something that's going to make it grow. And yeah. that comes with that initial taking the first step, which I did, which was join wrestling, which yeah. that was, why would I do that? I was, yeah. I'm terrified and I know I'm going to go and do something that I'm not going to be good at. Yeah. And I'm going to drown, metaphorically speaking, yeah. trying to learn how to just tread water before you even learn to begin to do anything relevant. So while being bullied is hard mentally and emotionally, it could be physically also, it could be yeah. all of them. Yeah. It's important to reach out. But most specifically, I, like for me and help and many people I know, is you join something that's going to help you enhance your confidence. In this mm -hmm. case, martial arts is great. There's so many programs available for it yeah. to join something just to gain confidence. You don't need to join to compete. There's a lot of misconception where if I'm going to join a gym, someone's going to punch me in the face. Yeah. But more so, it's about establishing a, a little, a realistic idea of who you are, mm -hmm. but also giving yourself a chance to branch off into something that's going to make you do something uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the more you become comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. the more you stay calm in the chaos. Oh, that's been sure. my model for life. For sure. I love that. That's been my model really for life. And yeah, and, and many kids, they, I think that's one thing why many kids don't want to try something or don't want to grow. Because yeah. they, they think if many young kids and many young adults think that growth comes with comfort. Yeah. But growth is not uncomfortable. You know, I mean, it's a it's a very cliche saying, but no pain, no gain. It's true. Know? And they, they, I mean, they're saying for a reason, though. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, they're, they're very important to understand the message behind it. Yeah. Because, not, you know, nobody gets things easy. Yeah, for sure. You right. may have some luck at certain points, but there's going to be a point in time where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I, this is my decision, right? This is my decision, left. Right's going to make me go somewhere I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Left is easy, though. Yeah. Like, reply, that goes back to, like, people working out, exercising. Yeah. It's easy to not work out. Yeah. It's easy to eat whatever you want oh, anytime. Sure. Wait, very easy. Yeah. It's hard to go to the gym. Oh yeah. To get sore, to not do well, to mm -hmm. be tired. You keep doing it, and you're going to get better. You're gonna lose weight. You're gonna get stronger. You're gonna get healthier. Obviously. Yeah. That's the point. It just takes time. Yeah. It's overcoming that that initial hill. Yeah. The part like this is not familiar at all. Yeah. Like this is familiar. I forgot who said this, but they said that easy actions lead to a hard life. Hard actions lead to an easy life. Yeah. And I mean, we look at it for, you know, I'm trying my best. Like, I've been working out lately, but it's the truth. Like, I used to be, when I was younger, I was in shape. And I know it is. It's, a, it's almost like we're both opposites here. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, he does every day. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have us, you know, just looking at you, you have a successful workout regimen. And really, every day, it still gets, there are still days that it's hard. For sure. I'm beat up right now, dude, from today's training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every day is hard, yeah. but I mean, I feel like, and I mean, I could attest to this, you probably sleep better than I do. You know what I mean? No like, problems. You probably breathe better than I do, if I'm being honest. And we're talking about the physical aspect sure. here. You know, every day, if I'm, you know, it, those days that I work out, I feel the best at night. I sleep better. I, I, I just feel better. I breathe better. And the reason why I say that is to say this, it's not just talking about physical. And of course, physical is very important. But a lot of young people, you know, sometimes we're allergic to those hardships because of the fact that we don't, we, 
we think like, oh man, I, I want to go through it. It's it's yeah. hard. It's difficult, but it's good for growth. And that's what this failed podcast is about, really. That's why it's called the failed podcast. It's to let you guys know that, hey, with failure comes the good part. We'll, we'll talk about this here. So um, you talked about getting into martial arts. Yeah. Now, after high school, when you graduated, did you suddenly go in martial arts, going for the gym or what happened? Gym, what yes. Martial arts, no. Yeah. Let's talk this thing back to this was in the 90s yeah. when I was in high school. Yeah. So martial arts was not what it was today. Yeah. I would, the UFC had just begun and it was guys fighting in pajamas and it looked fake. So it wasn't anything that people see as today's martial arts standard. Mm-hmm. Karate, boxing, kung fu. These were yeah. the things that we grew up on thinking like this is the masters. These are the greatest fighters. Oh, yeah. So when I was wrestling, I didn't think of it as a martial art. Mm-hmm. It was a sport like football or baseball or right. basketball. You know, here let's fast forward to today. Really, it is a martial art, yeah. and it is self defense, yeah. and it is a very important aspect of of martial arts. Mm-hmm. I know that now. Back then, it's not. I wasn't training martial arts, yeah. but I did get a shift in my mentality to help with my confidence. So when I graduated high school, I started working at a casino because I got a free gym membership. Oh, that okay. was the only reason why I started working at the casino because they offered a free gym membership. Did they pay you though? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I yeah. Say, like, yeah. I was a waiter working graveyard shift. <laughs> I was about to say like, yo, that's commitment right yeah, there. Yeah, tell me just about for it. the gym, baby. But <laughs> yeah, I was working graveyard doing that, and I got a free gym membership, so mm-hmm. I'd get off of work every day and go to the gym. I didn't know what I was doing, yeah. but I was going, and then that's better than not going. But yeah, eventually, sure. I was like, I'm gonna hurt myself. So this is gonna, this is gonna be bad for me if I don't know what and try to learn the heck I'm doing. So then I got certified as a personal trainer, not to train people, but just for myself. Oh, okay. This was when I was 19. Oh, wow. I was 19 cool. at this point. So you, you got the certified training not for anyone. No. It's just for yourself. Yeah. Hey, I'm an <laughs> introvert. I'm doing. an introvert. I, don't, yeah. I, don't talk, I have my friends, but I'm not... I don't go out and and socialize with people at this stage in my yeah, life. Yeah. That's kind of genius because it's like it's almost like instead of getting a trainer, yeah, you got, a, you yeah. got certified as a trainer and you're learning, yeah, if not more, right? Yeah, because I'm my own lab rat. You yeah, know, I was my own first client. Yeah, pretty much essentially, and I was developing experience again, not to train people. That wasn't where I thought I was going. Yeah, I was working and I was working out, mm-hmm. and I would I enrolled in college. I dropped out in like two weeks. Because that just wasn't for me. It's not yeah. for everybody. Yeah. You no, know, college ain't the path for everybody, especially if you're not, you know, knowing what you want to do. Yeah. You don't want to go and just enroll in college and develop all these student loans and realize, oh, you know what? Oh, I'm just yeah. going to go do this and manager job at sure. McDonald's. Or even make a commitment yeah. and you're stuck doing something you don't e- want to exactly. do. Exactly. And that, I, I feel that was how it used to be. Yeah. You know, you got to graduate high school, go to college, get a degree and go get a good job, get yeah. a retirement. And that's your life. Yeah. This is way different now, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. with sure. on the social media change the planet. Influencer is probably the number one talented job for right sure. now on the planet. <laughs> so you don't need college for that. Yeah. You can get a lot of education online. That's how I did it, man. I got all of my education from YouTube. Yeah. On from the day I opened the gym to now. Mm-hmm. Because it's there and it's accessible and anybody can learn it and put it to work. I did it. Wow. So you I did learned it. this in YouTube? So, I mean, because I always say, like, as far as, like, uh, like graphic design, because I yeah. try to help people learn it. Like, you could learn it in YouTube, but it's amazing that you can actually learn this, too, yeah. in YouTube. Yeah. Let's rewind really quick to make sure. <laughs> I, you, you can't really, really learn martial arts on YouTube. Oh, right, right, right. What I did learn was 
how to grow, create a business right, in right, this right. industry. Right. Because there's so many professionals that have done what you want to do, mm-hmm. putting out free content. Every single person can do it. Yeah. Nobody can't not do it. If you have internet access, you go to YouTube. Sure. Everybody has a love. I mean, you can have the craziest love of building paper airplanes. And there's uh, there's people out there that will watch you do it on for YouTube. Sure. So, I mean, there's a, a huge platform on YouTube. And I love oh, it, dude. Sure, dude. I love it. I think it's great. I... Again, that's what I mean. Yeah. You, there's good, there, this is 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah, for you're sure. You're going to find enough people that have been interested in what you're offering. Oh, yeah. But like we were just talking before we started is, if you put content out every week, every mm-hmm. day, every other day, consistently over and over and over, yeah. that's that's how it goes. Yeah. You just need one. For sure. Even if video. it's 1% of the world, mm-hmm. you know, you're good to go. Yeah. So what led to, so you worked at the casino. Yeah. And then you started training yourself. You started teaching yourself, getting mm-hmm. yourself a personal certified trainer. Is that when you finally went for no. getting a gym? <laughs> Not at all. Because I was, again, just learning. I was getting in shapes and I was... I was just chasing something I enjoyed doing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something I enjoyed doing to with other people. I didn't right. know what I wanted to do. Yeah. From the casino, I started, you know, just like delivering for Budweiser, driving mm-hmm. the trucks, Class A license, yeah. Pepsi and stuff like that. So I did that for years. But at the same time, as those years went on, this was like me 20 years old to 25. Yeah. I'm still training, but yeah. now I'm training my friends yeah. for free. Yeah. Just kind of like yeah. learning yeah, yeah. that's learning it yeah they're doing me a favor i'm doing them a favor sure. this was a long time ago by yeah, the way yeah. <laughs> so it's not how it is now yeah if i had facebook and youtube 20 years ago but yeah i would just, i had it in my living room just setting it up i'd buy equipment online on craigslist yeah. again because there was no freaking youtube facebook yeah. or any of that your craigslist and yard sales yeah and i just had it in my house doing that and my friends come over it wasn't like anything serious. We were drunk, dude. And I'm saying, I'm going to spot you on this bench press really quick. Don't yeah. worry, I got your back. So I'm learning just cues. Like yeah. there's there's verbatim when it comes to being a trainer that you just want to learn. I know how to do it, but how can I explain it to you for sure. type of thing? And that translates to teaching anybody anything. Yeah. So it just happened for years. Yeah. And I'm working. I'm just doing a hamburger, different bottle, butter. These are physical jobs, so I'm staying in shape For also. Sure. So I'm consistently in, wound up in fitness. I'm eating good, and I'm now, okay, now I want to see how fit I can get. Yeah. So then I put myself on a problem. I was very grounded, man. I wasn't drinking alcohol. I was going to bed at 9 o'clock, waking mm-hmm. up at 5 a.m. I'm 22 years old. No yeah. reason, no goal. Yeah. Other than I'm just, I want to see where this can go. Wow. And then it shifted me into car sales. Mm-hmm. which is a completely weird thing for me to say <laughs> right now from out of nowhere, right? Yeah. yeah, car sales, I did on purpose. Yeah. I did on purpose because I was terrified of talking to people. Mm-hmm. But by this point, I was 24, 23 and a half. And okay, now I know what I want to do. Now I want to be a personal trainer. I got so, years of experience training yeah. myself. I got years of experience training people. Mm-hmm. Now I can go be a beginner. That was my mind. But lo and behold, me being a beginner... I was so ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I'll get back to that. Yeah. But I go into the industry from car sales because I want to learn sales yeah. and customer service and relationship building. For sure. I didn't care about cars, dude. I freaking yeah. I don't know anything about them. So, you know, yeah. it's great training, though. It teaches you how to talk to somebody, yeah. build rapport, overcome objections, plant seeds, you know, open into questions compared to closing. It teaches you all about the science behind sales, yeah. which is important. In what I do. Was there a fear coming into car sales? Oh, 
I, had, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything about cars. I was oh, like, how can I sell somebody a car if I don't know anything about sure. a car? For sure. Then you realize you don't have to actually know about the car as far as the parts, engine, and components. You just need to know and to explain to me what this car can do. For sure. And that becomes painting a picture, which is sales, which is communicating, yeah. being able to sell somebody through visual, through overcoming objections, or just being quick-witted, which yeah. was, you know, kind of, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. Like quips, quick, fast, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And it's just such a thing I picked up, getting the reps in, just yeah. talking to people. Just doing the work. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, selling cars, being just over, I did it for about a year and a half, and I, it was a skill that I needed. Yeah. The job is whatever. It was a skill I needed, and I'm so glad I did it. But it also shifted me towards where I needed to go a lot sooner than I thought. Because in the car sales, you're working bell to bell, long hours, suited up year round, and you know your commission is your paycheck. Yeah. So you got to grind, hustle, and you know it's it's ta- it's overwhelming. But it's not now. Back then, it was big money car sales. Oh 2000, yeah. <laughs> 2004, 2005. So you know I'm making a lot of money, and I had a really big month one month. And we went out to celebrate. So we go out, we're drinking and having a good time. And the next day, I was going to get a $10,000 bonus because of that month I had. All you got to do is show up on time. Yeah. 7 a.m. I'm out at 2 o'clock in the morning getting drunk. And then we leave the bar. The next thing I know, I come to and I'm in the back of a cop car because I got DUI. Oh, man. And that moment, that's when... It was a whole 80 shift yeah. because I went into this place. I know I'm not a bad person. I made a mistake. Yeah. And, you know, if, I don't know if you've ever been in there or anybody listening has, but mm-hmm. it's just a drunk tank. So I didn't, I didn't, luckily nothing bad happened. Yeah. So they let me out the next morning, you know, other than letting out, dealing with all the paperwork, sure. I had to walk home. That walk home, that walk of shame where I'm walking and people are stopping at the store to get coffee on their way to work. And I'm just feeling that's rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's rock bottom. And yeah, from that point, I lost my job, obviously. Filed for bankruptcy, had my car repoed, and it was just. Wow. Then, once that's over and the reality kicks, and now it's all okay, what's my move? Do I play victim? Yeah. That's done already. I made the mistake. It's my fault. Yeah. Can't blame nobody. This is rock bottom. I can't go any lower than this. So, I'm going to go apply at the gym. Yeah. And that's. Just how it happened. Yeah. Because I had to. It was necessity. Yeah. But I went in very, I was new. Yeah. So when I went into, it was a ballet total fitness in mm-hmm. Fresno, where I'm from. Yeah. So I walk in there, I'm 25, 24, around that, around that age. And so I go in there, I'm the new guy. And back then, you know, it's cold calls. Yeah. Cold calls. So I walk in, sales manager, I get hired, and I do all that. And then he says, all right, here's your list. Go sit on that desk and just make calls. Yeah. Back then, that's kind of how it was. Yeah. It's just throwing you out to the sharks. Yeah. And this is there's a big turnover in the fitness industry because of that, mainly mm-hmm. with trainers, even to this day. And that's another conversation, another reason why I opened my own gym. Yeah. But this whole time, I'm, okay, let's go. I was so confident by that point because mm-hmm. of the years of training, training my friends, the sales. And by the time I got there, I was like, oh, I... I was made for this job yeah. because of the sales, the fitness, being able to wear workout clothes. I was mm-hmm. like, this is, I was born for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, boom, I went in and just, 
from the first day that's awesome. skyrocketed that's awesome months in i'm blowing out all those sales guys i'm moving up the rank assistant sales manager sales manager general manager corporate general manager so this was what i was meant to do for sure and then the more experience you garner the more you start to learn about the industry at a corporation yeah. and the more you start to lose the passion for fitness um, because it's no longer about fitness for sure now it's about plugging in numbers and politics and PL politics yeah. and what have you done for me lately yeah so sure. by the time I got to the very top, I was burnt out from the industry, mm -hmm. but not not fitness, but from working in fitness. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes you can easily lose that passion because of the politics. And I think one thing I'm starting to see too, because you started your own gym, I feel like people need to start focusing on having like a better work environment. Yeah. You know, because no matter what, how cool the passion is, um, if the environment is not good, I mean, people don't, it's just doesn't matter yep. you know what i mean it doesn't matter how cool it is you know i think of like in the nba you know you could win a championship you know like Kawhi was like with like pascal siakam and all of them but then he didn't like it there so he left it's like you could win a championship but if you don't like to play with them you're gonna leave and that's the same thing here yeah. like if it's not a good vibe you you dip but i love that you talked about that because now you know we're at this point because actually i was going to ask you another question here but i feel like you already talked yeah. about it so after Valley uh, Fitness, how long did it take for you to start your own gym? Yeah, so that, well, let me finish on the end oh, yeah, of yeah, my sure. career with Valley Total Fitness because this transitions absolutely for into sure. who I am today. Yeah. So I'm in Valley's, again, I'm burnt out. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm not trying hard, but I just don't have the motivation because it's a dog eat dog, man. I'm working, I'm a general manager, I'm working 12 hours. All they care about is that I'm getting new memberships in. Yeah. And, you know, so much, so many gyms around, so many sales guys, and it's over and over and over and over and yeah. over. And I never even got a chance to enjoy the fitness part at this point. For sure. That's what I mean is I can't even go over there and just talk to the members and work out with them or do anything just because I need to do this. Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. This is stupid. So then I started definitely to check out. But the best part about it, and a problem with the best thing ever happened to me, was we hired this trainer who's my wife today. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was way back then. Uh, so it's a good thing you stayed yeah. for a bit. Yeah, that's huh? what I mean. <laughs> you grinded. Yep. We hired her and uh, it definitely sparked the transition yeah. in my passion that I didn't even know. Yeah. I also wanted to add to what I did to what we do now. For sure. So basically that goes off into the next sequence, post-Valley Total Fitness. Yeah. But like I said, I was burnt out. I took yeah. a year off. Oh, and wow. I worked at a recycling center, just throwing, oh, for real? Yeah. purely just to shut my brain yeah, off yeah, and go be sure. physical, move around and just kind of reboot. Because yeah. it's important sometimes if you're burning out from your passion, it's still your passion. I mean, it is. You, yeah. you enjoy this for a reason. If it's meant to be your passion, it's going to always pull you right back. Sure. And I broke off from it just to clear my mind and do something that I could just be physical with for sure. and not have to think. And I did that for a year. Then it was time. Yeah. All my passions, my mindset started to relax again. And then with my wife, she's a, she's a Muay Thai. Oh, I wasn't snap. Muay Thai at this time. <laughs> yeah. So when I went and met her, she got hired at Ballet Total Fitness, personal trainer, but she was had Muay Thai background. This was a long time before we know how popular it is now. Yeah, sure. My wife's been doing Muay Thai for over 20 years. Oh, wow. So yeah, it, wasn't, back then. it wasn't popular. There no, was no was gyms. Not. It was not. So she came in, and I was always a fan because of yeah. the UFC, but I was a grappler, wrestling weight. For sure. I was about 180 pounds. I'm 140 now for reference because oh, wow. I was a big meathead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> supplementing, hip and heavy. I can yeah. grapple. 
and then she's 5'2", 110. We go on our first date, and long story short, she kicked my ass because we put on the gloves. <laughs> oh, you guys did on the first date? <laughs> That's awesome. Yep, we put on the gloves because her dad was the coach, and the yeah. gym was in the garage. For sure. And so I went in there, and yeah. Dang. It was... Uh, <laughs> I wish it would have been filmed because yeah, yeah. it would have been classic. It would have been if it was like 10 years ago, yeah. probably. <laughs> it was classic. And then the next day I started training Muay Thai. Yeah. And I lost all this weight. And then For it sure. balanced me out. So now, now I'm a grappler and a striker. Yeah. And I do weights. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to find what actually makes sense for me. Yeah. Teaching. Coaching. Learning. And then I formulate, we formulated all this. And then, you know, years go in, Muay Thai. And then from Bally's, I take the year off. I go work the cycling. Then I come back into the industry hot. Like, yeah. I, I came back in with a switch flip. Yeah. Like, I'm coming in and I'm taking everything yeah, with a sure. different mentality, more confidence. For sure. And I started working at UFC gym in Fresno. Okay. One of those little small boutique ones. Yeah. And that was where I was able, you know, it's kickboxing, it's Muay yeah. Thai, it's jiu-jitsu, it's personal training, it's gym sales. It's like, oh yeah, this is. You enjoyed that one. This better. is where I'm at. I said, this was where I was supposed to be. You battle sure. total fitness was a great experience, but this is the environment because yeah. it's way more humble. It's way more of a community as opposed to uh, take your number and wait in line environment, mm -hmm. which is like the big chains. It's nothing against them. It yeah. has to be that way. You have so many members. Yeah, it's business. There's a lot of money coming in and going out. Lots of payroll. Sure. These are much smaller. Yeah. I know every member's name. How long were you at UFC for? In Fresno. No, five years. Yeah, five years. Because we moved out here and I transferred, but it was very minuscule time. Yeah. So about five, I did about five years at Bally's. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty bad. Five years personal training. Mm -hmm. Five years Bally's. Five years at UFC gym. And then I moved out here and that was my experience at and the then moment. And when did it finally click to you to go, you know what? I mean, you know, did you have a bad time at the UFC? Did you have a good time? Or were you just like, you know what? It's just time for me to get my own now. Well, in Fresno, it was great. It was exactly what... I would close my eyes, vision, and picture a gym should be. Yeah. Very family-oriented. Mm -hmm. People coming and hanging out. Yeah. Like you don't got to just show up to work out. They're hanging out. They're doing their homework there. They're for eating sure. lunch, just talking. That's the vibe I like. Yeah. And that's the vibe that was easy for me because, again, I'm an introvert. I don't, I don't need all that loudness and being all for the sure. flashy disco lights and doing all these crazy things. I can turn it on when it needs to be up. Yeah. But this is me. Yeah. Like right here, I can do this all day long. Yeah. And I did that over there. It was great. I was teaching. I was managing. It was just perfect. Then me and my wife and her parents, we collectively had for one for years wanted to move out here. Mm -hmm. We'd be going to San Pedro about once a year because my wife's grandmother lives there. So we'd come vacation out here. And it's where we're from, bro. This is like paradise. Oh. <laughs> this is where you can only come to every once in a while for sure. to get away. So when we packed up and moved down here, I transferred from UFC gym there to UFC gym here in Torrance. Oh, okay, I know that one. And that's what made me want to branch off. Yeah. But then I ran into another roadblock. Yeah. Coming out here, it was a much faster pace. Again, like mm -hmm. I said, it's, LA's different than where For I was sure. from. Same size, but way faster pace. Yeah. And I was used to doing all this stuff. I came here, I'm the new guy again. Yeah. I had to go through the pecking order, which no problem, I was gonna do it. Yeah. And at that point, I was equipped I can do this myself mm -hmm. type of mentality. So I, I can yeah. do all of this the way I want to do it. Yeah. I've accrued enough experience. I'm ready to go. So then I was just trying to network, meet people, and make some money until that time came. 
So I started teaching that classes at a local place, but they offered me like a huge management position. Yeah. So I just pulled the brakes on me doing anything. It's all right. I'm new out here. This is a guaranteed money doing something I enjoy doing. All right. I'm going to go be an employee again. Yeah. And so I came out here and I was employed for about a year and a half, two years. Then coronavirus, no, no, this was before coronavirus. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They closed one of the locations. Oh, okay. And they had two. Oh, so it was, so they closed the one you were in? Yeah. Which which one is that one? Because the one I'm thinking of is the one in, I think, in Redondo Beach. No. Oh, it's not that one. No. Hmm. Which one is this one? This one is called Atomic Boxing. Okay. Yeah, this that was right called, here, right? Yeah, that was up right over here, right around the corner. Oh, and that's, okay. Yeah. I came out there. Just I applied to teach some classes, mm-hmm. and they're at the same time, and then you know build. But For then sure. they offered me something that was great, and you know, I have kids, yeah, a wife, so it, it was great enough to me to transition and you know still do what I'm doing and make some money. Yeah. So I did that, and it was great. I had no problem. It was a lot of fun. I got mm-hmm. to meet great people. Then they closed that gym down, you know, and that was you know, a bummer. Yeah. So briefly, I transferred to the one that was for other way, but at that point, you know, there were so many members there that were kind of like, what do we do? Yeah. It was too far for a lot. And I kept getting messages and messages, you know, yeah. what what's going to happen? Not they weren't asking me to open a gym. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I was like, you know, it's, well, what, can I, what can I say? Yeah. There's nothing I could say. And so I'm over there and I'm like, man, is this the opportunity? Should mm-hmm. I do it now? Oh, wow. I wasn't ready. My wife was yeah. pregnant at the time. She's pregnant and I don't have money saved up because yeah. I'm not thinking this is where we're going. Yeah. So just for fun, I'm on the computer. Just, you know, I drew up a business plan. Yeah. Just to learn how. Cause I didn't. Like I said I went to YouTube, dude, or Google. Yeah. How to you make a business plan? Yeah, yeah for sure. Copy, paste, and change words. Yeah. I said, all right, cool. And then I was looking. Oh, this that'd be cool. All right. I thought I deleted it, and then the owner saw it, pulled it up, and I was like, that's not real. But yeah, yeah. at that point, I looked like I got the smoking gun in my hand. Yeah. Even though literally it was not it, I wasn't planning on doing yeah, it. It was yeah. just that. I was like, they just thought you were trying to compete. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, now I got to. Yeah. That's just, now I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. So this is there's only one option. I got to do it now. Yeah. And this happens. My wife's pregnant, and we're not prepared for this. But sure. I wanted to do it already, just a little bit later. So now yeah. the now the clock starts. Sands of the hourglass. Boom. Yeah. Because that gym closed. Yeah. This is the scenario. That gym closed. They moved over here. Some of them, not everybody. Yeah. That those gym, those members had nowhere to go. Yeah. I transferred over. I lasted about a month there. Yeah. Then that happened. So then that thirty days goes by, and those people don't have nowhere to go. They're either going to start going to other gyms, yeah. or they're just going to stop working out, lose the motivation. Sure. So I know that. Yeah. So all right, if I'm gonna do this, I got to contact the ones I know didn't come over here that. Yeah know me and that want to do this and try to close that gap before it strips further and further away that they don't do it either it's going to become for them to not do it or you know to go do orange theory or something yeah so the clock started all right first things first how do i even afford anything because i don't have any money yeah so i reach it out and i'm trying to figure it out i contact one of my friends in fresno i used to train his kids yeah and you know i know he like he was an investor i reached out i asked him if you had any advice or if you know anybody that is looking and he said i am so I drove down to like that two days later. Mm-hmm. I took him my business plan. I said, this is what I want to do. This is what happened. He knew me. He knew everything. Yeah. He's like, what took you so long? Wow. Boom. Right that's there. That's awesome. I was like, okay, that's one less thing I got to worry about. Yeah. We can get a big old chunk of money to go do this. Yeah. That two days ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go 
to be a trainer somewhere. Yeah. So that's they that boom that comfort the confidence right away. Okay, this guy believes in me like that. Yeah. I didn't even have to show references, credits. He just believed in me. I was like, I felt like Superman, man. Yeah. So at that point, <laughs> all right, Google how to apply for a business license, how yeah. to open up a business checking account, how yeah. to get an EIN, how to find the best oh, location, sure. <laughs> how to be a gym owner. Yeah. How to not panic as a first-time business owner. Yeah, yeah, everything. Sure. <laughs> and then me and my wife are driving up and down every street in South Bay looking for locations. Yeah. Nah, we don't take. We do not do startups. Yeah. Uh, we usually like to have people that have some money to show. For sure. And it was, I had enough, but it was it wasn't enough to start. I mean, it wasn't enough to... You're talking about this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I'm like, man, I can't believe this. We're not yeah. going to be able to do it just because we can't find somebody to let us rent a gym. I didn't sure. think about it because yeah. I didn't know. I'm, we're learning on the go. Me and my wife, for 12 sure. hours, we're like, okay, this isn't easy as we thought. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, that place looks good. I'll take that exactly, one. Yeah. Then you realize, oh, no, there's permits. For sure. For a gym, you need parking. Oh, yeah. And if there's not enough parking spots, there's not going to get approved by the city. For sure. And if you have moving parts in there, well, that's a hazard. Is there yeah. steps? Is it two-story? I'm like, whoa. Yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> I probably should have learned all this at first. But again, timeline-wise. Yeah. Learning on the go. This is a very unorthodox situation I was in because yeah. it was speed chess version of sure. opening up a business. Yeah. I knew how to do it to get to the point. I just didn't know how to start a business. And this was the on-the-go on learning. Me and my wife, I grew gray hair. Oh, nice. And they're gone now, yeah. luckily. <laughs> that was the most <laughs> stressful part of this for me was just starting a gym because it just didn't look like it was going to happen. So the last place we looked is where we're at. That's awesome. The very last one. The very last one in the best location we could have ever even expected. Yeah, PCH, man. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. And man. that started right there. And, you know, all the equipment looks great. Beautiful gym. I knew what I wanted. Yeah. Day one, okay. I don't get to call nobody because yeah. I don't have any hierarchies. There's no investment fund. There's no somebody I can go to for, to you know, put ads out. Like, this sure. is all on me. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I know how to help people when they're here, but how do I get them in yeah. without the help of like a UFC gym name or yeah, yeah. attached to something credible? And that's where the fear kicks in. Yeah, That's when you start to doubt. Yeah, And like, so I came in, I have all the experience. I have so much experience in doing exactly what I'm doing, but that didn't matter, dude. Yeah. I'm sitting here in this yeah. little <laughs> building with all this equipment. I'm like, I made a mistake. Yeah, And it was like that for couple months yeah but dude i mean that's how anything great that's going to be happening to somebody is scary at first yeah. there's always an up and down. always it's dude. amazing how listening to your story there's the ups and then you're down and it's ups and it's down and it's ups and it's down but it's there's a pattern there though. yeah you know i mean like we talk about failure like when there's a failure there's something good that's on the horizon and then when that something good is the horizon just be ready for another failure. Yep. <laughs> you know yeah, right? It's the freaking stock market yeah. charts. This yeah. is me. Yeah, I'm trying to buy the dip. I'm trying to ride the yeah, wave yeah. up. It's unpredictable. You just have to be ready. For sure. For you sure. just have to be ready. Not like ready to make a move. Ready in the mindset. For sure. Because the, every, you can't predict what's going to happen. So if your mindset is bulletproof and we're problem solvers, mm -hmm. we're firemen, we put fires out. There's no problem I can't fix. If I don't know the problem, I'm going to find it. Yeah because i care i have passion yeah which takes me back to the passion is and if you have passion for something you need to make sure that whatever you're doing you don't forget that 
because there's going to be so many things that come at you that mm-hmm. it's going to be so easy to quit. And if you if if you don't like what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to it's easier to quit. What helped you? Like what was your mindset to make you stay in that drive? Like I'm talking about I know there's the ups and downs. There's the emotional battles yeah. even. What was that driving force that like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do this. Even though there are times that probably that you're so passionate about it. But let's be honest. There are times that passion is like down here. And you're like, is this even worth it? What helped you in your mindset to just like stay grounded and focused on that? Knowing the amount of people that depended on me. This is what I mean. This is exactly what I mean by that. When I opened the gym Mm -hmm. and that gym had closed, I had about 50 of the members that weren't there no more mm-hmm. come to the gym with me because it was me mm-hmm. and they trusted me and supported me and they wanted they were happy because they wanted to keep working out and doing this workout and they were so happy that i did it and they would thank you and they could see it, it was very very sincere it was like a savior in a sense for this because this is a big part of people's lives it's 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 just different than a lot of things and mm-hmm. i'm talking about the kickboxing stuff for sure it's a stress reliever. Like it's an important part of people's lives sure. that they depend on to help balance them out. Yeah, this is a therapy. It's yeah. Bag therapy is what it's called. Yeah, and we have a lot of members that are teachers and you know uh, medical professionals that deal in high stress environments, and they come in there and they just want to let that stress out, and yeah. it accomplishes it every single time because you're letting out, you're hitting all this relief, you're stressing, you're sweating, you're working out, you leave that place and it's you're refreshed, it's rebooted. So this is definitely necessary for a lot of people to help regulate that. Mm-hmm. This is their nurturing. This is their drug. This yeah. is what keeps them sane. Yeah. So this is important, and I know that. Yeah. So during all the turmoil, during all the times where I'm being felt, I'm overwhelmed. Let alone the pandemic, which is coming up next. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know I'm sitting there like these people depend on me. Yeah. On me, and I can't go to anybody else sure. to help me, other than my wife, because we did this together. And, you know, there was no way I was going to let them down and let them fail because then I'm going to be a failure. And then also your family, too. Yeah, my family, yeah, my, my, sure. gr- my girls, my yeah. wife, you know, we live in L.A. Yeah, expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and we want to be, I want to be able to have them not have to worry about basics, paycheck, like food, clothes. Yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, that's any parents and they're scared. For sure. For it don't sure. matter about you. If it was just yeah. me, I'll live in my car in the parking yeah, lot. Bro. No problem. I'll sleep in the gym. For sure. But, you know, that's not how it is. So yeah. I had so much I felt on my shoulders. Not that they were making me. Mm-hmm. I was putting it on my shoulders because there was nobody else. Yeah. I could, well, couldn't be saved. Yeah. I had to be the one to make the decisions. And it'd be easy to just fetal position. Yeah. Close your eyes and just... Hopefully the chaos figures it out. For sure. Or you just got to put on the pants and, you know, man, I'm not letting them down. Yeah. It's not about being a failure as a business owner. Mm -hmm. I could have dealt with that if I was like in a retail store where it was just random customers coming in and I didn't have an emotional connection. For sure. But I know these people. Conversation. I talked to them for an hour. Yeah. Just because it's that environment. Mm -hmm. So I know these people. I know their kids. I know what they do for a living. They know me. We talk, we have fun, we work out together. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is where they come for a service. And, and I know that they care about me and they care about the business. And there's no way I was going to let people down. So I did Instacart, Postmates, Dang. seven days a week. Seven days a week just to pay for our expenses. So I let the gym grow at whatever pace it was going to. 
And I did that every day for the first two years. Dang. Three, if you include when the coronavirus yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was going to do whatever it took. Yeah. If there was ways to do it, like I was saying, I'm going to find out how to do it. Yeah. Not because I think I'm the baddest dude, because these people depend on me. Yeah. And I'm going to remove any ego. Yeah. And if I'm delivering groceries to one of my members' houses, I'm so happy to do it because sure. I know why I'm doing it. Yeah. I know exactly what needs to happen and I'm going to do it yeah. if it means that you all can keep this um, sanctuary because yeah. that's what it is to and a lot of them. And there's even more the fact that, you know, those members that you knew, but then there's also, if you're looking back now, there are people yeah. along the way that you've met and it's just like, man, yeah. they really did need me. And that's, I mean, I love that, man. Yeah. I really do love the fact that you talked about that's your motivation because one thing I've found, you know, talk about failures and all that sure. stuff. Many times along the way, I've failed in my life but one thing that keeps me going on certain things is when i've switched my motivation to as far as like my wife and yeah then like you know uh some of the so with me i i help young people you know yeah um uh, the young people that i help along the way i'm a basketball coach uh jose here is actually one of my players former players and mm -hmm. uh that's one thing that keeps me going yeah because it's people people depend on you and honestly this is the podcast you know there are times i don't even want to if i'm being honest like it was pretty discouraging the past couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> real with y'all. Um, but you know, learning that is that mo that motivation right there. And I love that you spoke about that. Let me ask you this question here. And I know we already talked about this, but I think we can go to this point as far as the business, yeah. which is like the coronavirus. But what was the lowest point? And we already talked about the lowest point in your life. So yeah. I love that you just segued into that on your own. Yeah. But what was the lowest point in, I guess, in your business? Which the lowest point <laughs> in the biz outside of the initial few months yeah. where you're just like i'm on this roller coaster and yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't know i can't it goes down into the clouds mm -hmm. i can't see what's going to happen sure. this part is scary yeah so who knows what's under there yeah that's kind of the and that best analogy to explain the first few months but once it gets going the ball rolling was great yeah it's coronavirus dude coronavirus, obviously yeah, sure. obviously because we were still a new business yeah we had opened up October 2018, March 2020, boom, shut it down. We're like, dude, I, we had barely grew enough members to where we were almost breaking even. Almost. Not almost. breaking even yet, almost. So I'm like, there's no way. And it was looking good. You're like, yeah, this is great. Right. It was all right. This is organically going the way yeah. that it, it's supposed to go. Sure. And I'm doing, I'm doing Instacart. Yeah. So I'm not taking money from the gym. Yeah. I don't need it. I didn't get into the industry to make money. It's, yeah. You can't, it's very difficult to make yeah. big money doing what I'm doing specifically because you don't do it for the money, yeah. much like teachers. Yeah. Because I am a teacher. Yeah. I'm a therapist. I'm a coach. I'm for a mentor. Sure. For sure. And these, I don't care about the money because yeah. that means so much. Everything I just said is why I don't want to let these people down because I'm much more than just a gym. Yeah. And it means a lot for me to be dependable for these specific people. When the coronavirus hit, dude, I'm like, all right. It can't get worse than this. I've been at rock bottom already. Yeah. You know, I've been failing this whole time, man. Every failure I did, something best good came out of it. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, if everything was good, you don't change something if it's going sure. great. You only change things when you're failing. For sure. So I fail every day. Like I said, when I walked in, I failed nine times today. No joke. Yeah. In jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. But those nine failures, I'm going to learn, and then it's going to become... Improve from that. Yeah, everything's going to become better, and that's just what failure is you can't get better sure. something without failing for sure what's that quote michael jordan said yeah uh, i don't I know think you shoot I yeah about shooting yeah yeah um i should know this i'm a basketball yeah. coach i failed you 
Uh, <laughs> my, my players, I failed y'all, man. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless, I mean, oh, it's <laughs> it's exactly that, dude. And, you know, there's nothing that's going to test somebody more mm-hmm. than when you're, it's right in your face. Yeah. And the coronavirus, not for just ours, us, but for pretty much everybody, oh, for sure. was a, a game changer. Yeah. Some for the worse, some for the better. Especially for business owners. Yeah, really? especially for like a, a non-essential, yeah. which was a gym. Like, oh, dude, we're the highest risk. At that time, oh, yeah. because of the you know the Contact close encounters, yeah, sweat, yeah, you're like, sure. oh, yeah, close your doors and oh for sure, that's it. So for the first few months, we pivoted to Zoom, we did online, yeah. and we whatever we could offer to keep the members for sure. Because when that happened, you know, I had sent an email out, a very candid one, saying, you know, this is the situation, and if you want to put, stop your membership, just let me know. For sure, nobody did. That's because awesome. they wanted to keep this gym afloat. That is awesome. They all they were the Spartan warriors, man. They put this freaking mountain on their yeah. shoulders and just stretched it. That's awesome. And, and I, think, I think it's a testament of you because you know, listening to you right now as a personal trainer, it was never about the money for you. Yeah. And really, they could see that. People could see that. Yeah. You know what? That's one thing I've learned. I've, I've kind of done a couple of businesses here and there already, and one thing I've learned is people don't really care. Like, as far as, I mean, yeah, they care about the skill and all that stuff, but they care about the fact that, like, you're real with them, that you actually sincerely look out for the best for them. And because you do that, they didn't care about the money. Much like you didn't care about the money, they didn't care about the money either. And they're willing to give that to you because they know your intentions were real, your intentions were pure, and you kept it going. So that's awesome to hear that it kept going, that it still kept going. Nobody canceled their membership. Even the fact that, like, I mean, some of them, if they canceled it, it would have made it's okay because you sure. could you would probably would have been like I totally get of it. Course. Like, yeah, I, for well, sure. I pretty much explained that yeah. in the email because I'm not holding anybody hostage. For sure. How can I? This yeah. is the situation. Makes sense, yeah, you know? nobody like, expected this and, and everybody was, was hit financially. This oh, could be sure. a financial burden. So for sure. of course it's I'll figure it out. Yeah. But I'm Let not gonna make I don't want you to at all feel like this is a, a burden. But no, nah, man, it was the opposite, dude. For sure. It was the opposite. And again, that just re reaffirm myself like oh there's it really pushed there's no way this thing's gonna (laughs) stop me because i've seen the support from them yeah it's like this is great and then as the year went on you know people started to come in private training Mm -hmm. small groups started to come back and then things started to slowly shift and then when everything reopened up started going up because so many people weren't doing anything dude yeah people were trying to figure out how to stay healthy going for walks for sure you can only go for so many walks for sure you can go for so many jogs and that develops bad habits yeah bad habits are hard to undo for sure i mean you can work out for a year and look great take two months off and look worse than you did the year before for sure that's what i mean it's harder to get there than it is to lose it funny that you say that because yeah before covid i did um i did keto yeah um for like a year right i lost 80 pounds Oof. during covid i gained 90. <laughs> so it's like let me adjust this real yeah quick. that bad yeah. those numbers pretty much back to what i said yeah. you end up worse off than you for were sure. at, at the peak yeah <laughs> so let me ask you this what was the moment of overcoming i think you kind of talked about that already after covid the moment yeah. of overcoming was just it was a slow overcoming, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was slow until it hit a freaking RC Pro-Am speed track. I think it's, it's like it's like working out almost. Yeah. Like, it's slow until one day you yeah. just see it. You're like, holy smokes. That's like everything, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's like for sure in martial arts. For sure. The rare, yeah. I mean, you could do jujitsu for six months and you're yeah. just trying to tread water. Yeah. And then one day you show up and... 
it just clicks. Oh my good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's pretty much anything like windows open. Everything. Yeah. I tell my best in analogy when I tell new students in jujitsu is yeah. you're gonna walk down a hallway blindfolded mm-hmm. in the dark, but as time goes on, you're gonna start to see doors yeah. that are already there. It's just you can't see them yet, but yeah. they're gonna be there. You just gotta keep walking. Yeah. And that goes the same with anything like at the, owning a, starting a business. You're not going to be at the best point at that oh, moment. for sure. And who you become in five years is not who you're going to be today. For sure. Which means all the failures are going to turn you into somebody different. For sure. Because how you're thinking now, in five years from now, you're going to look back on that and be like, man, yeah. what was I thinking? And I think that's the problem with why many people don't want to start something. Yeah. They, they expect perfection right away. Of course, dude. And it's like, dude, it's not going to happen. You of know? course. Perfection, I say this all the time, perfection is overrated. Yeah? You know, you, you're not going to Is there start. even such a thing, though? Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. <laughs> what, at thing. what point does something be perfect something where exactly. you can make no more errors? Oh, for sure. It's not possible. It's I mean, not. It's not possible. And, and if anything, people are so opinionated. Yeah. Something that's perfect to some people's eyes is not perfect. Sure. You know? And I think of uh, the fact that, like, you know, why people are so scared to try something and why many young people and young mm-hmm. adults are scared to try, not even young adults, even just adults in general, yeah, yeah. are scared to try something because they did it for two months, three months, they're not seeing the results and they're just like, I quit. Bro, but that's, <laughs> that's like the MO in our industry. I know. That they, they start working out, 30 days go by. Oh, yeah. That the scale hasn't changed. Yeah. And then it becomes a conversation. You got, you, this is what you deal with every day in the fitness industry. Is That's why I say I'm more of a mentor also. For sure. You got to consistently be there to keep them encouraged. Yeah. And what I'm telling you is going to work. I know it hasn't yet. Yeah. You just have to trust me. For sure. And then eventually they get over that hump or they don't. And yeah. then that's the difference between turning left or turning right. But everybody gets over the hump if you keep going. Yeah. If you keep going in anything. Consistency, huh? It's always about consistency, yeah. dude, because you only learn from reps. Yeah. My favorite word is reps. Yeah. Reps <laughs> is doing it over and over. Yeah. Reps equals failure. Yeah. Because the more you do it, the more you're going to fail. But then yeah. now you create new checkpoints. Like in a video game, you go into the same spot, you keep dying, but For then sure. you get to the next checkpoint sure. and now you're not backtracking. Yeah. It's the same thing with anything that's hard. And it's funny you say about video games. When you think about it, what makes the video game fun is you continue playing it. Yeah. Like it's funny. The game is no longer fun when you finish it. Uh-huh. And it's funny because people always think about like, I want to get to you know the retirement or like of to get to a spot. But like when you think about video games, that's why they changed the pattern of video games now. Before, what was the time that you stopped playing it? When you finished it. Yeah. Not when you keep failing. You keep going, you keep going because you really want to finish it. But then when you finish it, it's yeah. But then now they change the games. If you look now like the four, I don't really play video games anymore. I stopped playing video games yeah. in Zelda, bro. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, dude, nowadays it's just like there is no ending. That's it. You just fail and fail and continue and fail and win and yep. fail. That's literally the whole. That's it video game now but yeah. that's what makes it fun yeah absolutely you know, th- th- i think that's what makes life even pretty interesting really yeah you know? i mean the most people's problem is yeah they want like you said they, they, they want to be here yeah and they're just not enjoying the journey for sure if you can't enjoy the journey this is going to keep the goal fill, the goalposts for are going to sure. keep moving for because sure. you're never complacent you're not enjoying the time you're putting in yeah that's like like jujitsu i keep referencing i'm a black yeah. belt it takes a long time yeah it, how long did it take you it took me eight and a half years but remember, I wrestled as yeah. a child. Yeah. So this is a huge advantage. And so it's eight and a half years, it's kind of like a program? Is that how it works? You get it's not based off time on the mat. Consistency. Oh, okay. That's okay. the only way. For sure. That's the only way is just keep showing up and you go through the reps. 
that's the, that's Keep the you want the secret formula to getting good at any martial art just keep showing up yeah just keep showing up and life happens jobs yeah. kids injuries yeah but if you just keep showing up you're gonna get good you're yeah. gonna get as good as anybody else can get you just keep going for sure but it's hard yeah so for it, sure. there's many opportunities to quit you can take an exit pass anytime you want off this freeway mm-hmm. or you can just drive all the way to vegas uh what's the next step in your career or are you content where your gym is at now or do you, are you looking for kind of like a big step or a small step like what's the plan next for the for the gym here that's or definitely in your, and in your uh, career yeah that's definitely always up for conversations because mm-hmm. uh, again me and my wife do this together mm-hmm. and we're both introverts yeah like we have 160 plus members and wow coming in and out that's awesome so we we love the environment yeah and it's it's manageable with our lifestyle are you in a point right now where if it's self-sustaining, you're just like, I'm pretty content with this. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason being is I, I didn't outsource that for help. Mm-hmm. Like paid ads, yeah. digital marketing, um, doing all that stuff. I kept it organic. Really? On purpose. None of those. I kept it organic on purpose. And wow. the reason being is because... You want to target the right people. Yes. But also, yeah. I'd rather have one or two lifetime members than 10 in and outs. So when you do paid ads, and I'm not talking trash on paid ads at all, it's just yeah. based off what I know. For sure. I'm doing this for a very long time. You get hot leads, but they're not hot leads. Yeah. They're just people that want a free week sure. or uh, you know, sure. try it out. Yeah. And you're paying money to these digital marketers that are promising you leads, but I don't know these people. I didn't go out to them. They don't, they're not coming here because of me. For sure. I prefer to go the route of location, which is obvious. I think that's the best location we could have yeah. possibly had. So many eyeballs. Yeah. Word of mouth and keeping my lifestyle low because I don't do this for the money. Yeah. Our, our, my expenses at home were very minuscule and I don't need to make a lot of money. If I can do what I love, make money to do what I love, and the do business is successful, I don't want to mess up that recipe. Yeah. doesn't mean I'm stupid. Yeah. I obviously also plan for the future. For sure. You know, you put money where it needs to be through investments, for sure. portals, a lot other ways that you can turn it into assets and yeah. start putting it other places. So that's obviously yeah. also important to do if you're ever going to be branching off on your own is setting up the future and just playing playing your money right and spending your money where it needs to be spent. Don't sure. live an eighty dollar lifestyle if you live in a forty dollar lifestyle. For sure, live a forty dollar lifestyle. Make $60 and you're going to be richer than somebody that's in debt because they got the big house and all the nonsense. For sure, for sure. You don't need nonsense. Yeah. Especially and, if you're putting the nonsense before actually somewhere that's going to benefit you when it's sure. time to, you know, kick the shoes off. Yeah. But what I do, I could do for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm martial arts and coach. I can give the gym up later on when I'm ready to remove that. Yeah. But I can teach martial arts until the day I it's die. It's your passion. It's my you passion. It. And it's not a job. It's, and yeah, it's I not mean, that. It's I see it differently with martial arts. I mean, you're making money enough to sustain what yeah. you love, and, and so it doesn't matter. Again, I'm yeah, not living so, paycheck yeah. to paycheck, but I put money where it needs to be for, for sure. that point. But for I'm sure. not. I don't. I'm not looking to make money. Yeah, it's going to be made off the service. For I sure. know that. I'm a smart business person. I know how to make the wheel go. Yeah, I don't need to be greedy. Yeah, because what's happening here, I I know where to put the yeah. spots and live a lifestyle that makes sense. And that's there's the contentment there. That's it, dude. Yeah. But if you love what you're doing, as stupid and cliche as it is, that's it really is as rewarding sometimes yeah. as money. It really For is. Sure. I don't care what you think or say. If you do something that you really love and you see people 
express to you that by mm-hmm. when you know whatever you, I, I see people happy that they learn something they want to confine in me that something happened and i see how proud they are to tell me dude that's i'll take that over their monthly payment any day of the sure. week for because sure. it feels good yeah and i can keep that here it also keeps me young 40 years old and in reality really like the money like i always tell people like like by the way you know i always ask people to subscribe yeah the only reason why I want people to subscribe is because i love doing this spread the word like, so far I've had people messaging me about how this podcast has helped them. And that's all I want. Yeah. You know, yep. do I want to get to the point where this podcast is making money? Sure. Yeah. Not for the sake of money. Nope. I just want it so that I can actually do this full time. Like I can focus on this and just have podcasts where I'm helping people mm-hmm. and that is paying me. Like I could live for that. I'm totally cool with that. Bro, that's that's what I call success. That's yeah. living the dream. For sure. If you live in the dream, you're not working. And that's where I have, that's where I sit. That's, how, that's exactly why I'm just, I don't stress. Yeah. There's no reason to. Yeah. <laughs> I live in I mean, LA. You, you got rid of the gray hair? Yeah, it's said. gone. <laughs> I got a couple on my sideburns. Yeah. But there's no reason to stress, man, because. I can tell you're not stressed because there's no yeah. way you're 40, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, there's no way, dude. <laughs> that's how it goes. And it's just really living living and enjoying what you're doing for sure when you stress nothing good comes from stress for nothing sure. nobody became great because they stress so much i'll tell you this story um i and jose knows this because i hired him for a bit but um i actually uh, i started a company uh, about a year and a, how long ago has it been no two years now two years ago and i started a company and that's when i guess that's when things changed in my life because i started a company and um it was going well. We were about to merge with another company, a couple that was evaluated a couple million dollars Very at a company. Nice. Um, and I was going to be the CEO. And there was a board, and and the company was based on uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. I was not happy. I was like, dude, I am not happy. I I I don't care. Yeah. Like this should be the part where I'm happy. Like this is the high. You know what I mean? You're yeah. merging with a company. This is what you aim for. And I remember my business partner was like, hype. I was forcing myself to be hyped. I was not happy. And you know, honestly, I could have gone for a while. And I think Jose knows this. I could have gone for a while as a CEO. But that would have been bad if I was the CEO for like a couple months. Yeah. And then I went down as a CEO when they've already fixed the structure. So while we were merging, I had to decide right there. I was like, okay, am I going to continue this? Because you know what? And it hit me. I'm like, I hate this. I, I hate this life. So I quit it. And now, like, you know, people, I'm not trying to get political here, but sure. you know, people talk about like CEOs or so. You don't understand the stress yeah. that a CEO goes through and a COO goes through. Like, to be honest, if I'm being real, the money isn't worth it. Yeah. I'm just being real. <laughs> the money isn't worth no, it. Because I'm like, it. dude, I saw myself being on like vacation. Yeah. Still on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Literally every day I'm on the phone. We had, um, uh, what do you call that? We had suppliers in Pakistan. Yeah. And if you know Pakistan, Pakistan is 12 hours. Time difference. Time difference. So that means when I'm about to wind down, they just woke up. Yep. I'm, dude, I see myself working at 3 a.m. Drink coffee. Stay up. It wasn't worth it. I don't care what it was. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Kudos to those people that want to be a CEO. This is not the life for me. And it's I'm not like, a healthy lifestyle either, it. man. It's not worth the stress. I know. Really yeah, I know a lot of uh, you know CEOs yeah. or business owners or just very high up in their company employees, yeah. and dude, they're unhealthy. Oh, 
and honestly, that's how you're I gained unhealthy. all this weight. That's and how I, if you're not healthy, you're not going to be happy in life. That's it. Dude, I, I went, don't care what you do. I went through depression and anxiety, and that's how I gained all the weight back. Yeah. I, honestly, like, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I was just so tired and stressed. It's like, you know, I'm barely sleeping, and I think, you know, sleep is important for working out, right? Barely sleeping, and yep. boom, gained a bunch of weight. And I was just like, yep. you got to be kidding Well, all of those... All those things are love from stress. Yeah. You know, just the not being able to sleep, yeah. eating, whatever, when you can. Obviously, there's no working out because there's no time. Stressing all the time and just this is making p- people unhealthy. For sure. And they're killing themselves. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to play with their grandkids when they're older. Oh, for sure. And enjoy what they're doing because yeah. of being unhealthy. Yeah. If you're unhealthy, nothing else matters. Yeah. That, there can't be happy if you're unhealthy. Yeah. For sure. You can't. At least you can't be as happy as you could be. Yeah. Because there's nothing more important than our body. We only have yeah. the one. Yeah. Everybody's clock does this the day you're born. Yeah. David Goggins quote. The day you were born is the day you became eligible to die. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> That's a hard quote. And I'm like, yeah. man, that, that is so For true, sure. though. Everybody's. And, and the crazy, the, crazy mind-blowing part, not trying to scare anyone, is we don't even know when the clock ends. <laughs> everybody's clock has a different uh capacity man for sure so whether than worry and stress on anything enjoy the ride every single day because every day is a day you don't get back for sure and you get one percent better at something every day do something you love you're, you're gonna maximize your life you're gonna be happy it doesn't matter money doesn't make people happy mm-hmm. at least not by itself yeah you gotta live what you're doing yeah it's true yeah. you can't if you're gonna fail and put all that time you better well love it yeah Otherwise, you're just going to stress out and it's, you know, this ain't fun. For I don't sure. want to do that. But you're too far in. Yeah. It's who you became. It became. It consumed you. Changed who the person is. and yeah. It can kill you early. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Well, let me let me ask just two last questions. I know you're a busy person. I thank you so much for Absolutely. coming to do this. You know, I'm going to give you, make sure you have time to go rest before you go back to the gym. By the way, he's going back to trading after this. So um, last two questions. One last uh, one question. I ask this in every podcast is, First of all, what is your definition of failure? Definition of failure. Yeah. A necessity for growth. Mm, that's good. Because you have to fail. Mm-hmm. If you're not failing, you're you're afraid to take some a step on something that's hard. Mm-hmm. So you'll always just coast. Yeah. Like nobody got to where they were without failure. Mm-hmm. It's important to fail. You have to. Yeah. I tell my daughter, that's, you're going to fail when and i'm talking to my three-year-old yeah. youtube's taking five seconds too long and yeah. she's ready to freaking rip her f- hair out yeah i'm talking to them she doesn't know what i'm saying but yeah. she will because she's going to consistently hear it this sure. failure is necessary yeah you just need to relax don't be overwhelmed if you fail it's not just you everybody fail everybody you look up to failed more than once yeah for sure more than once for sure mm-hmm. but i'll tell you what if you that person is still up there it's because they overcame it and not everybody can physically, but mentally, yeah. we all have the opportunity to make a decision, yes or no. You made a decision to remove yourself from something that was a guaranteed path financially to something that is you really want to do. And yeah. maybe money comes with it later. Hopefully it does, but you're doing what you love. Yeah. So if somebody's failing at something, but you love doing it, don't quit. Yeah. Because then you're going to end up doing something you don't want to do. And the biggest regret that I hear from a lot of elder is the fact that they didn't take more risk. Yeah. You know, somebody said this, not taking a risk is a risk. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's true. That's a great yeah. comment. Yeah. It's true though. Yeah, it is. It is true. Because you look back with regret thinking, what if? 
And I tell this to young people all the time, bro, regrets suck. Yeah. I think that was actually like the people on interviewing on their deathbeds. The mm -hmm. What if was always there. Yeah. What if I had only done this or. Dude, I. And that will eat at you. Dude, I say this all the time. I say this to people that I've met all the time that like somebody commented in one of my videos like, hey, I thought that was Spider-Man's best friend. And it hits me in a way because Spider-Man's best friend, I don't know if you've ever watched like the Marvel movies, like Spider-Man. Some of them. Yeah. So Spider-Man's best friend is, is like, he looks just like me. He's a fat Asian guy. <laughs> he looks just like me. <laughs> and um, honestly, yeah. I, I'm like, I, I love acting. Uh -huh. So like, uh, you, you can tell like with Katrina, you know, oh, yeah. train her up. So her cousin is the manager and I kind of help. Got it. Acting All right. In a way. I love acting, but I never tried. Yeah. I never tried. And I, I regret that to this day because I'm like, and I'm not, I, I don't think maybe I would have gotten it. Maybe I would have sure. not gotten it. But, but looking at the fact that like that guy, his name is Jacob Batalon. He's Spider-Man's best friend. I didn't think Marvel was looking for a fat Asian dude. If I did, I would have tried out. I mean, if I, but I didn't. I didn't shoot my shot. He did. And he got the role of a lifetime. Yep. And I'm over here like, yo, I could have been Spider-Man's <laughs> best friend. Yep. But I didn't. And people still think I'm Spider-Man's best friend. I'm not Jacob Battleon, for those of you that might watch. Um, I'm not. And what is your definition of success? My definition of success. Keep failing over and over until you wake up one day and you don't have any gray hairs. <laughs> it has nothing to do with money. Yeah. It has all to do with positioning yourself to where you're enjoying yourself, your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have the support system around you is important. Mm -hmm. You need to surround yourself with people that are either same common interests or people that you strive to become. And being su successful is, is definitely not about money. Yeah. It's about waking up every day, looking in the mirror and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I can't wait to go where I'm going. I'm going to help people. Mm -hmm. It's going to help me. I come home happy. Your environment's great. The people around you are good. For sure. There's no success better than that. For sure. You can make all the money on the planet, mm -hmm. but if you don't have the people around that to embrace it with love, mm -hmm. to embrace them with just interacting with and people you like to just spend time with and enjoy memories, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what for are you sure. even doing? For sure. That's not success. You can be billions and you're going to be successful on the exterior. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's worth a lot of money that is single that is happy. Yeah. Me. And I know a lot of people yeah. that are that because I talk to them. Again, I talk to people here very com in confidence oh, yeah, where sure. I'm at. I've come across you know people and they're happy. They're not. They're not. I mean, they're uh, they're rich, but by no means are they happy. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You can't go home and have something. Go hug your spouse or yeah. you got your kids. You're taking them to the park. If you don't have any of that, if you don't have good friends around you, if you're not doing something that you can't wait to wake up to the next day to do. That's not success. Success is doing what you love to do and having the right people around you to enjoy it with. That's awesome. That's the success. I love that. And that's me. Yeah. With my family, with the gym members we have. And it just I'm, I'm a happy person. Money means absolutely zero sure. to me. For sure. And waking up every day. Dude, it's being excited. <laughs> and I know it's hard to understand that if you don't have anything right now and you want the big money and fill up. Mm -hmm. But when you start on the path of something you really should be doing. You're good at it because you care and you keep learning and you're doing it, you're enjoying people and everything's working out. You're helping people, vice versa. The money thing starts to not become so much a thought. Yeah. It really doesn't because there's other things that are making you happy. For sure. Then the gray hairs don't come and you can look 40 
when you're 80. Like you. <laughs> yeah, you can you can stay young, stay young physically, metaphorically, sure. emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, we want to be should want to stay young as long as possible, right? Yeah, I know 80 year olds that are 50. Yeah, vice versa. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. I guess we'll end the podcast with this. Go ahead and give a plug. Um, you know, talk about your gym, talk about your Instagram, yeah. whatever you want to give a plug for. Yeah, the gym is Gills Kickboxing Gym. It's in Lomita on PCH. I mean, heart of the South Bay. You can't miss it if you're coming in or out from the mountain. We're right there. 1930 uh, Pacific Coast Highway. And we do a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Kids, elder, everywhere in between. Martial arts, exercise, strength training, grappling, strike, anything. But the number one thing is uh, it's a community. And it's very non-intimidating. I do... All the hard work, my father-in-law, the other coach, my wife, we do all that grunting to bring it to you and package it up in a non-intimidating environment. So that way you can learn something that you probably otherwise never would have came across, but everybody can learn self-defense. Everybody can benefit from being more confident. And, and that's what we do. The workout's great. You're going to get in shape, but it's the, uh, the camaraderie, the people that we have there. And it's all your neighbors, everybody that is around here that is collectively coming here looking for something to better themselves. Nobody's coming there at their best point in life. So if you feel like you need somewhere to go, but you're intimidated, everybody had that day one. And where we're at, that's our MO, which is why I say I'm chase the money. It's completely organic. And the proof's in the pudding. We attract good people. And they want to bring their friends and family to come into an environment that is very positively contagious. And that's what we do. We have something for everybody. It's a, it's a great workout. You make good friends. You learn a good skill, but more than anything, it's a great place to come and relieve stress or send your kids to get tired. <laughs> Gil's Kickboxing Gym, right over here in Lamita. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I would love for you to subscribe in my channel, James Abroad, and subscribe down below. And go ahead and comment. If you know somebody that would be helpful with this, please comment, send this to them. Um, like I said, we're just here to help people. I'm just here to help people. Love for you to subscribe. If you've been listening to this and you, you know, I, I know I've been there where I forget to subscribe, please go ahead and subscribe and uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, James under, underscore Abroad 1030. Follow me on Instagram at James Abroad. And yeah, that's it. In the words of Jerry White, I'm out. <laughs>